Hey, yo, hey, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Black, here to help you navigate thoughts, feelings, and actions to help you live and feel like a badass. Every week, I'm tackling barriers and limiting thoughts that keep us from showing up each day as our most complete and authentic selves. Fear, people-pleasing, guilt around prioritizing self-care, giving too many shits about what other people think, and so much more. So if you're ready to empower your inner badass, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, how are you my friends? Welcome back. Here we are again doing the damn thing. Quick confession, I'm a bit notorious for getting all excited about things and getting a little bit obsessive. And then when the newness and motivation wears off, I abandon whatever it is for the next thing. It's why I have a garage full of woodworking tools, everything I need to sew myself a new wardrobe, home gym, kinda, a dozen unfinished stories I've written, domain names for a handful of business websites I never launched, and a variety of baking pans in pristine condition. I get all wound up, do a bunch of research into something I want to do or want to try, get all the stuff I need to do it, get overwhelmed or afraid because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, or I'm not good at it out of the gate, and I abandon it. In most cases, I come back to whatever it is, but not always. On that note, if you want some baking pans, hit me up. So the fact that after more than a month, I'm still here and still doing the damn thing with this podcast and keep chipping away at launching my coaching business, that's a big deal for me. I don't want this endeavor to be added to the pile of unrealized potential. I really, really want to succeed at this and grow it into something that changes lives for the better. So every day, in spite of all the imposter syndrome, fear of failure, overwhelm, and not knowing what the hell I'm doing, I pick something small to work on to continue to make progress. Sometimes it's learning how to do something that will grow my email list, conducting market research, creating graphics, working on freebies, outlining my coaching course, polishing my website, something. I've accepted that progress will be slow, and I'm not going to do it perfectly right out the gate. That's really hard for me because my little type A personality doesn't like putting things out for others to see that isn't perfectly polished. To push past that and keep this momentum going, every day I remind myself of two things. One, don't compare my chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. And two, consistency is success. In episode four, The Question That Changed Everything, I talked about how powerful the question, what do I want, has been for me, and the growth that has come when I take that time to really think about it. Today I want to build on that a little bit, because I think that this next step is where people get in their own way. Today, ask yourself, how bad do I want it? Full disclosure, today's episode comes with a sprinkle of tough love, at least for some, because here's the thing. Much like many of my failed endeavors or unrealized potential, that sounds better than failed endeavors, knowing what you want is one thing, but wanting it enough to take consistent action to accomplish it is an entirely different thing. So here's how this usually manifests. Let's say you set a goal. Your goal might be that you want to save $1,000 over the year so that when the holidays come around, you have enough money to comfortably buy presents for your friends and family and get through the holidays without financial stress. You even walk yourself through the SMART goal-setting process. So if you're not familiar, SMART goals stand for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. When you set SMART goals, you know exactly what you're going to do, how you'll measure it, 
and how you're going to do it and when. It's the gold standard for goal setting. So you set your SMART goal. You say, okay, from February to November, I'm going to save $100 a month so that by December, I have $1,000 saved up and I'm going to achieve that by cutting back on how often I dine out or order Grubhub. If I cut back on five dining out meals a month, I can save that $100. You're set. You feel good and you plan meals and grocery shopping so that you're prepared to not dine out as often. The first week goes great. Two meals that you would have normally ordered out, you cooked at home and saved yourself some money. You're off to a great start. And then Saturday rolls around and your partner wants to go out for a nice dinner. Of course you say yes. It's one meal and it's not like you were going to cut out dining out altogether. You know that extreme action like that doesn't work anyway. Then on Monday, your best friend at work is having a tough day and wants to go out for happy hour after work to vent and talk about it. Again, of course you say yes, this is your best friend and you want to be there for them. Then on Wednesday, you have a long day at work, you didn't sleep well the night before, and you're exhausted and grumpy and cooking is the last thing you want to do. So you pick up a pizza on your way home. By the end of the month, you realize you burned through the $100 you set aside for holiday savings. It's okay, you tell yourself. I'll regroup and make up for it next month. I've got plenty of time. The next thing you know, you're whipping out your credit card in December, mentally beating yourself up and swearing at Amazon because even with a well-thought-out and realistic goal, you failed to save more than about $100 and everything seems like it costs 10 times more than last year. Maybe this sounds familiar to you, either with a similar goal or a similar feeling for an entirely different goal. Regardless, we've all been there. Maybe some of us more often than others. So here's where the tough love comes in. In these instances, here's what happened. You didn't want it bad enough. Take a second with that. Think about the last time you set a goal and then didn't achieve it. You might be thinking to yourself right now, Sabrina, that's really harsh and unfair. How can you say that? Of course I wanted it bad enough. It didn't work out for me because X got in the way. Life got in the way. COVID happened or whatever. First, not wanting it bad enough is not a judgment. Remember, this is a judgy-free zone. Sometimes your priorities will change, you realize the goal you were chasing wasn't really what you wanted, or you just weren't willing to change the behaviors necessary for you to achieve that goal. It is what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, in some circumstances, your priorities should change based on what's happening in the world around you. Life happens, and being able to pivot with it is a form of resilience. Not wanting it bad enough does not equal laziness. It's helpful to come to peace with not wanting something bad enough because it allows you to accept where you're at and regroup. So when I say you didn't want it bad enough, I want you to think about what that looks like, how it manifests, and what you can do about it. Here are a few things to think about. One, your goal was not aligned with your why. This is a great example of why you should go easy on yourself for not wanting it bad enough, and it's not about laziness. When your goal is not aligned with your why, then you don't have that thing, that anchor to keep you going when things get tough and when you're faced with barriers. This is common when you want to achieve something, but maybe for the wrong reasons. For example, if you want to lose weight, you might initially think that it's because you want to fit into a specific piece of clothing or whatever. Ultimately, it's a why that doesn't really change your quality of life. But if you think about your why first and then set a goal to achieve that why, it gives you something to hang on to, something to keep you going. An example for me is that I struggle with energy levels. This has been really problematic for me, so I started working toward changes to improve my energy. For that, I focused on sleep. Well, there's a lot of different things you can do to improve your sleep. 
One that has been hard for me that I really prioritize is trying to keep a consistent sleep schedule even on the weekends. Because of how early I get up, I have to go to bed really early. And going to bed really early on a weekend night makes me feel a little bit silly. But it's important to me, so I consistently make that effort. I don't get it right 100% of the time, but when I mess up, I try again the next day and really practice that consistency. Why? Because I want some goddamn energy during the day. That's why. That's really important to me, more important to me than any ego around what time I go to bed on a Saturday night. Which, to be transparent, if I'm really on track and doing things the way that I want to be is about 9 o'clock. So if you've been setting a goal and haven't been able to achieve it, think about your why, the end goal, and work backward from there. Your why will keep you grounded when things get tough. I'll talk about finding your why in a future podcast episode. So number two, an outside source interferes. When you set a goal and it's something that you really just don't want bad enough, then when an outside source interferes, it's an easy excuse to stray from your plan. You can lean into that excuse without feeling too bad about it. In the example about saving money for the holidays, how could you know that your friend was going to have a bad day and would ask for your support and vent time over cocktails? How are you to know that the cost of everything under the sun was going to skyrocket? I'm looking at you gas prices. So what does it look like when your goal is something that you want really, really bad? Think back to last week's episode where I talked about taking control. When you let outside interferences knock you off balance, The external locus of control perspective is that things are happening to you, so it's not your fault. When your goal is something you really want, you lean more into that internal locus of control and go into creative thinking or problem solving and come up with other ideas. Instead of happy hour with a friend, you could go for a walk or invite them over to your house rather than going out. You leverage what you have control of. Number three, you don't want to do what it takes to achieve the goal, so you make excuses. You like going out to eat. You don't like cooking. You jump at every opportunity to wrap up a workday with happy hour with your best friend. You embrace these opportunities rather than thinking how else you can show up in your life while still working toward your goal. Sometimes this is going to be totally fine and won't interfere with your goals. Other times, the things that come up are going to be really handy excuses so that you don't have to make changes that you don't really want to make anyway. This actually goes back to that realistic part of SMART goals. If to achieve the goal, you have to do a lot of things that you really don't want to do, you're going to make every excuse in the book to not do those things, which means that the goal is no longer realistic. This is why monitoring and measuring progress as you go along is important. Think about the holiday money example. Let's say after two months, you realize that you haven't been able to stick to the goal you set because you're not willing to make the changes you outlined. If the end goal is really important to you, You see this problem in your plan, and instead of ignoring it, you think about other solutions to help you achieve that goal instead, because there's nothing wrong with realizing that you aren't willing to make the changes you thought you could. That's an important form of self-awareness. But you still have to accept that something has to change if you want to achieve your goal. And if you're not willing to change anything, if you keep making excuses, then you really just don't want that goal as bad as you thought. And that's okay. So number four... You didn't think through barriers and how to overcome them. I really hate the saying that failing to plan is planning to fail. I think it sounds kind of pretentious, but there's some truth to it. When you set a goal, it's important to think about the things that can get in your way and plan ahead for them. That may mean planning ahead with some alternatives for dinner situations that come up. 
Prep and freeze meals for the days when you're exhausted and cooking is the last thing you want to do. Make a deal with your partner that sometimes you'll go out for a nice dinner, but other times you'll build a blanket fort in the living room and play cards. Suggest to your friend that you go for a walk or a hike rather than happy hour. Think it through based on what your life looks like in the messiest of circumstances and plan for those moments. When the end goal is something that you really want, you find ways to overcome the barriers that get in your way. I strongly encourage you to think about barriers from common to unrealistic and try to plan for them because planning for them before you're in the moment makes it easier to stick to your goal when those barriers inevitably pop up and they will. It might feel a little bit overwhelming to think about the barriers in the beginning. And of course, you can't predict everything. However, one thing that you could say is, okay, for barriers I didn't plan for, my solution will be to recover and get back on track as soon as possible and not give up and then figure out what it might look like. Now, where not wanting it bad enough comes in here is that when any of these situations pop up, and they do, you give up. At this point, maybe you're frustrated, feeling defeated, and you're like, never mind, I'm always going to fail at this, and I'm never going to get it right, and all that jazz. Remember, you have control over how you proceed when shit gets in your way. You can give up, or you can learn from what happened and adjust. This is another area where that conversation about control comes into play. You have control over how you approach your goal when barriers get in your way. Ultimately, the one that I encounter the most as a coach is excuses. I've talked clients through their goal, and when we get to the point of how they're going to achieve that goal, I get a lot of, I can't because, and then rather than offer what they can do instead, they just stop there. So if you're trying to achieve a goal and you break down what it will take to achieve it and you find yourself saying, I can't do this because of this and I can't do that because of this, stop and ask yourself what you are willing to change. Because here's the reality. If you're setting a goal, any goal, you're going to have to change something about your behavior. You're not going to magically achieve a goal and do everything exactly as you've been doing them. That's not how it works. So when you're sitting down to set a goal, you have to ask yourself, what do I want? How bad do I want it? What am I willing to change to get what I want? I'm here to tell you that if you're not willing to make changes, you probably don't want whatever that goal is as bad as you think you do. Another example that I see happening a lot, which I'll talk about more in next week's episode, is setting boundaries. People want to set boundaries to protect their time, energy, and mental health. This is a goal that I've been seeing a lot of lately, especially with the pandemic. And I love this one. I think it can be so beneficial for so many reasons, even you know, well beyond and outside of the pandemic. And almost without fail, the excuses start pouring in. They're not willing to change anything, often because of fear. Fear is a bitch like that. Again, I'll talk about this more next week, but it's something to think about in the meantime. You have to be willing to change something if you want to achieve something. What all of this comes down to is that when you want something bad enough, you're going to find ways to do whatever it takes to get there. And again, if it turns out you're not willing to make those changes and you don't want it bad enough to get there, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's really just an opportunity to dig deep, practice your self-awareness and introspection, and figure out what it is that you really want. In that process, you may realize that as much as you want something, you want to maintain your lifestyle more and the consequences or outcomes are worth it to you. It can also help you get to whatever the real benefit of something is. A common example here is with weight loss. 
People set weight loss goals because they want to look good at an event, they want to fit into their high school clothes, or they think that their life will somehow be better if they're skinny. But sometimes the changes needed to lose weight aren't worth it for those kinds of outcomes. However, if you want to lose weight so you can move around without your knees hurting, so that you can keep up with your kids, so that you can sleep better, so that you can feel better in your body, then the changes you have to make to get there might be more worth it. So again, this kind of goes back to the first thing that I was talking about of, you know, what's your why? So in my case, I wanted to start a business because I want freedom over how I plan my days. I want to work. I want my work to align with my personal values. I want to lean into my creative expression. And I want all of these things to make a positive difference in people's lives. These things are so, so important to me. And because of that, I know that means that I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot of my free time to work on my business while I'm still working full time. It's going to mean taking risks, getting out of my comfort zone, opening myself up to criticism and practicing so much patience with myself. And it means doing these things for a long time. This is not a one and done thing. And I'm okay with that because it's worth it to me. So the next time you think about what you want, whether you set an official goal or not, ask yourself how bad you want it and what changes you're willing to make to make it happen. Then take some ownership over what that means for you and think about what's within your control, because as I mentioned last week, you have more control than you think you do. All right, so that's all for this week's episode. Thanks for coming along with me and not bailing when I said you don't want it bad enough. Hopefully this week's chat left you feeling more in control and comfortable prioritizing what you want and what you're willing to do to get what you want. Because again, it all goes back to knowing yourself, empowering yourself, and taking steps to live a badass life. I'll catch you next time, my friends. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass, and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.